You're listening to Hawk Talk with former Seahawks wide receiver Michael Bumpus. At the 10-yard line, second and eight. Three wide receivers now in motion as Bumpus left to right. Julius Jones with single setback. Matt Pumpfakes looking to the goal line. He throws it into the end zone. Touchdown, Seahawks! It's Michael Bumpus with a diving catch in the end zone. A 10-yard touchdown reception for Bumpus, and the kid out of Washington State has found himself a place on this team. Powered by Seahawks.com. Turner in motion. Russ from the shotguns. Hands it to Carson. He's got a first down. He gets to the goal line. Does he get it? He does. Touchdown, Seahawks. Great push by the Seahawks up front. DJ Fluker leading Carson into the end zone, and man, is he fired up. As the Seahawks from six yards out, Carson and the offensive linemen just say, we're going to take this over on fourth down. And Carolina fans heading for the exits. What up, folks? This is Michael Bumpus, Hawk Talk Recap Edition, along with my producer, Nasa Choby. The Hawks are 11-3, and went on to the road in good old North Carolina, Charlotte, got her done. The 12s were deep. Panthers were lacking a lot of support out there, but it didn't matter. These guys were focused, and they beat the Panthers 30-24. to I wouldn't call it a statement win, but... Uh, it, it was still convincing, because that's the thing, man. It was, the final score is 30-24, to but that was not how the game was going. The Seahawks were smacking them. It was 30-10. to They they played well. Offense, defense, all sides of the ball. Uh, it was great to see. Obviously, we'll get into it. They made a late comeback. We had a lot of guys injured, but no, it was great to see. Not necessarily, like you said, not a statement game, but they got their, kind of got their mojo back. You know what I mean? Yep, they got their swagger back. Here are the main takeaways from that game. The Seahawks bounced back in a big way. The final score was not indicative of what the game, how the game went, but the Seahawks were a dominating force, just like my guy Nass was talking about. Uh, the Seahawks created three turnovers on defense and almost had a pick six. Young Ugo. I, I'm still kind of torn in between. I talked to Pete about that play. He caught the ball two feet down. He says it's a bang-bang play. He doesn't disagree with the call, but he can also see how we would think that that was a pick six. Well, I, I think what he thinks is also, or not necessarily what he thinks, what I think is that because they ruled it a touchdown on the field and it happened so bang, bang, I know officials are better about this day and age letting plays finish out. I thought he got one, two. I thought he got the two feet down. And I know they say you have to kind of add another football move yeah. on top of that. It's tough to see see the rookie not not get his touchdown, but he was still smooth with it. it was the smooth. ball was on the ground. He scooped that up uh-uh, and gets yeah. in the end zone, so it's still good to see him getting his hands on the football. He had a nice little burst. He said he scored six touchdowns as a senior at Oregon, so we know that he has ball skills. Another takeaway, Russell Wilson in his passing offense got back on track, and Lockett got back on track. I think this is huge for this offense going forward. You've seen as Lockett has struggled these past three games, this passing offense has struggled these past three games. He's the catalyst. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that keeps this thing moving and he looks strong and he looked healthy this game oh you can tell he looked explosive and what you see you love seeing the deep passing game back at it he I think he had a reception for 44 yards so you love to see the big plays coming back in that pass offense something that we've lacked really since that Buccaneers game another takeaway Chris Carson is a man amongst boys I mean uh, he's every week he seems to get better and better and you think about backs and football players as the season goes along as the game goes along either you're getting weaker or you're getting stronger and it seems like he's getting stronger and one thing I loved about the game 
yesterday, and Chris Carson, 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 Carson was his ball security. Mm-hmm. At no point did I feel like that thing was loose. He had two hands on the football, going through the first level into the second level, and didn't shy away from contact. When you have fumble woes, sometimes you're like, you know what? I'm gonna get down. I'm mm-hmm. gonna get out of bounds. Thirty-two said, "No, nah, I'm not changing anything." I'm well, doing what I do. Chris, exactly exactly what you said. Chris does what he does. You love seeing that physical style of play and just how he conducts himself. And when he run, the highlight we played coming in is he just runs over everybody in the end zone, keeps his feet going on fourth down. You just love to see it. And like you said, he's not phased by any of the fumble and stuff. That's behind him. He's got it rolling, and he's really, really important to what we do on offense. Last takeaway, the Hawks overcame a lot of injuries. Ziggy Ansah didn't play. Jadavion Clowney didn't play. Malcolm Kendricks was out. Shaquille Griffin was out. Then during the game, there's a point where Quandre rolled his ankle. Bobby Wagner rolled his ankle. So you look out of that defense, and you're missing one, two, three, four, five, six starters. So at one point you had a rookie in LJ, mm-hmm. Cody Barton, uh, Blair, Amadi. Am I missing anybody? Uh, probably. I mean, <laughs> the whole rookie class was out there. I mean, it was it was pretty wild, man. And that just kind of speaks to, I think, a little of the comeback late. You can chalk some of that up to, like you said, when you're down six starters in the NFL, yeah. six starters, especially and when Bobby's not on the field. I mean, Bobby is, he's our captain, he's our leader, he communicates everything. So, yeah, I mean, it was still impressive the fact that they got out of there with all those injuries and how well they played defensively early on creating turnovers, getting after Kyle Allen early on when they came into the game missing four guys. So hopefully a lot of those guys get healthy and get back on track as we get into the stretch run here the last two games. And it's nice that you you said it. You can have all those guys out and expectations don't change. You still mm-hmm. expect these guys to get it done. Big ups to the number twos who came in and backed those guys up. Let's move over to the top performers. Tyler Lockett, eight receptions, 120 yards, one touchdown. He's now at 994 yards on the season. He's already passed his single-season career numbers. This guy disappeared for three weeks, and now he's back. And he's at 994 yards, and he's missed three weeks. Could you imagine what his numbers would have been? If he was, he was a Tyler Lockett, the healthy Tyler Lockett that we knew for six and seven, six and seven weeks prior to that. That's the, t- that's the tough thing because after that Buccaneers game, he was on pace to break every single record, and that includes Steve Large, and that includes Doug Baldwin, that includes Brian Blades, D- Jackson, and all those guys. He was on pace to break all those records because he was with receptions and yards and touchdowns, so it was tough to see him go through that three-week stretch, especially because – He's still dealing with stuff. Yeah. I mean, people forget that flu was that flu was real, man. That flu took it out of him. He lost about ten pounds. He said post game, so he's still trying to get back to it. So it's a shame that we didn't get to see that, but. You know, better late than never. We're happy to see Tyler back to where he's at. Next top performer, Russell Wilson, was 20 for 26, 286 yards, two touchdowns with a QB rating of 137.7. The main thing I appreciated from Russell was no turnovers. This is the first time in three or four weeks where he has not thrown an interception. He got back to doing what Russell does, efficient, passing the ball 20 for 26, and making big plays, two touchdowns, and a couple big throws down the field, which we'll talk about later. The Seahawks' 11th victory of this season is also also, Russell Wilson's 86th regular season win, which ties him with the great Tom Brady for the most wins in the first eight seasons in NFL history. Again, another week, another stat for Russell. I mean, it just, it's never-ending. We know what we're going to get with Russell. He plays a game. He's breaking some kind of record. And the thing I love about that is Seahawks' 11th victory, okay? First time the Seahawks have won 11 games since 2014. And I was listening, I was watching some of the Twitter uh, of some of our guys last night, and Quandre Diggs tweeted something like, hey, man, 
I don't think I haven't won 11 games since either high school or like <laughs> Pee Wee. So it's just, it kind of puts that into perspective. And Puna said the same thing. So it puts into perspective for Seahawks fans out there to not take for granted success. And this run that the Seahawks have been on since Russell and Pete have gotten together, don't take it for granted because it could be a lot worse. 11 wins, 7-1 on the road. That is hard to do in the National Football League. So it's good to see. And good to see Russell get back on track. Hard to do when they're doing it. The Hawks improved to 31-7 and after a loss with Russell Wilson as their QB. So safe to say if they take an L, most likely they're not going to take two in a row, and that proved to be true this weekend. He passed Drew Brees for the fifth for fifth place in most passing yards through the first eight-season NFL history. He's fifth, and he don't throw the ball a lot. So yep. he's super efficient, and he throws bombs down the field. When he gets loose, he gets loose. Again, it's so we're so fortunate to see a Hall of Fame career happen before our very eyes. I grew up in L.A., so I, I got I spoiled. I'm spoiled. I saw the mm-hmm. Lakers win five championships. They win five. I leave L.A. to go to, to go to college. Excuse me. They won three. I leave L.A. to go to college. They win, win two. Then they haven't won one in like seven to eight years. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I, I felt like I didn't appreciate it. You know, yeah. Now I'm getting older. I look back. I'm like, man, I had it good, man. You're damn almost, right you almost did. Almost <laughs> every year the Lakers are, are in this hunt. So appreciate what you're seeing right here. Almost every year these guys are in the playoffs. Only twice, I believe, in Pete Carroll's 10-year career they haven't made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So this is just becoming part of who they are and what they do. Yeah, man. I mean, it, 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 success. The worst season under with Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson was 9-7. and 9-7. was 9-7. and seven. So just Hawk fans, remember that. Enjoy the ride. Wins are wins. There's no beauty points. There's no BCS. There's no RPI. None of that. At the end of the day, wins are what matters, and the Hawks keep doing it. Yes, sir. Next top performer, K.J. Wright. Four tackles, two passes defended, two interceptions. Coming into this game, he had three career interceptions, and now he gets two in a game. Young K.J. And what I like about this is all week, right, myself included, Uh Pete, man, play more nickel. Play more nickel. Middle of the field's wide open. And what do they do? Uh, Bobby has a pick. KJ has a pick. Cut all that noise. We're going to stick with this base defense, and these linebackers are going to make plays. And you love seeing it, too, because that's, again, without Michael Kendricks, too, who's a great fast coverage guy, a great guy getting out the quarterback. So, and KJ, man, damn, three interceptions his entire career. For him to get two picks in five plays. Five plays. I mean, think about all the games he's been in, all the battles he's been in, all the times he's been in coverage. So it's always great to see a fan favorite like K.J. Wright getting his hands on the ball. And his, his boy Bobby Wagner has got to throw him under the bus. Just can't, <laughs> just can't let him bathe in it. You know, in his glory, his two interceptions, he has to get on him about the return skills, man. They wouldn't be boys if you did. <laughs> That's just what boys do. I told you during, during the game, I was like, oh, man, they're going to be on K.J.'s head for that. And then – KJ said he had a dream that he had two picks that in this game. That is so wild. And I'm a big like, <laughs> I'm a big component of like deja vu. I've had moments in football games where I'm lined up and I know what's going to happen because I've dreamt it or I felt it before. So mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a big believer. If you visualize it, it will happen. And KJ obviously does a great job visualizing the attack and making things happen. So big ups to the young man, young KJ Wright. Yeah, no, KJ Wright was killing it. Um Next guy, Bobby Wagner. Again, of course. Look, Bobby, another day at the office. If you see a stat line, you just expect double-digit tackles from that yep. guy. And then he adds another big interception where he just kind of muscled it from, ripped it away. So Bobby's just doing his thing. Bobby's doing his thing. Ten tackles, two passes defended. Like we said, one interception. He's second in the NFL in tackles with 139 behind Blake Martinez. Last top performer. 
the I want to say heart and soul of this team, the heartbeat, yeah, some some important organ on this yeah, football mm-hmm. team is Mr. Chris Carson. Twenty four carries, one hundred thirty three yards, two touchdowns. It's not just the stats; it's the way he does it. Yep. It's convincing. It's not. It's not okay. You got two big plays of fifty yard runs. It's I'm going to run between these tackles. I'm going to pick up these tough yardage. Then I'll have a twenty yard burst. I'm going to pick up more tough tackles. I'm going to bounce this outside. I'm going to do this in multiple ways. You can't just expect me to run north and south now. He showed he'll hit the brakes and bounce it outside and turn on the Jets as well. He'll do all of it. Like you said, he'll he'll get outside. He'll run you over. He'll be patient. When he gets the ball sometimes, it's not there. He's patient. He's reading his offensive line in front of him, making smart plays down the stretch at the end of the game. He gets outside and has a presence of mind to slide and keep the clock running. So Chris Carson – He does it all, man. He does it all, and I love to see a guy like him in the locker room. He's now at 1,190 rush yards for the season. That's a new career high. Yep, since 2018, Chris Carson has had 12 100-yard rushing games. That's tied for the most in the NFL during that span. Do you know who he's tied with? Pretty sure he's tied with Ezekiel Elliott, Ezekiel Elliott, and he's a baller. Nothing against 21, but – Chris Carson needs a little more love in this league. I feel like within his peers, he's probably respected. But on the Uh outside with the media, I don't think he gets enough love. Not enough. People don't understand. Talk to defenses. Talk to every defense after a Seahawks game, and then I promise you they'll be like, yeah, that boy Chris Carson, he's the real deal. I mean, when they're telling you that from the ice tub because Chris Carson (laughs) is just punishing everybody, he doesn't get the do he deserves. But we know how good Chris is out here, so love to see it. Yes, we do. Wide receiver roundup. Like we said, Tyler Lockett had eight for 120 and a touchdown. Safe to say he's back. He had eight receptions on nine targets. Josh Gordon, he may have only had one catch, but that might be the – I'd say maybe the second or third biggest catch on this team this year. Number one, obviously, goes to tar- uh, Tyler Lockett against the Rams. I'm sure there's a two in there. But uh, this catch Josh Gordon made over his shoulder, middle of the field, with his fingertips, and still had to tuck the ball. And Brock Hewitt said it the best. and had all that gravity, gravity just land on the football to where it could have easily popped out. We saw C.J. Uh, Proceis had a, an incident during the game where he landed on the ball mm-hmm. and it popped out. The fact that he brought that thing and it made it look so easy. I mean, it's just, it doesn't look difficult for this guy. It's beautiful to watch. No, let's hear that play. With a slot on the left, here comes the blitz. Russ steps up as the Hawks pick it up, throw deep, got a man out there, chasing it. What a catch! Holy catfish! What a catch! Down to the 25-yard line, Josh Gordon diving on the end of his fingertips. Baby, what a catch, and welcome, Mr. Gordon. A huge gain in the Seahawks in Carolina territory, a 59-yard reception. All right, since we're talking about it, let's get under the hood. It's a little coach's corner bump. You kind of talked about this, the specifics of the catch, but what went into that play? Simple. I saw two high defense. I saw the guy streak up the field, split the safeties. And then after that, it's all just ability and chemistry. Russell Wilson, Wilson, when I saw him throw that football, the trajectory of the ball, I'm like, that thing shot straight up in the air. I'm like, <laughs> okay, he's going deep. And now what's so difficult about this catch is, one, let's not forget, you have a helmet on. Okay, This thing has some weight to it. It restricts your vision a bit. Uh, you're running full speed. You're looking straight up into the sky for this little brown thing in the mm-hmm. air. You're trying to pick up his velocity. All right, and then it's out in front of you, so you're you're stretched out. It's not a natural position. It's not a strong position to be running and catch a football with your hands straight out. Right now, you have the ball in your hands, a fingertip catch, not even in your palms. wasn't even like a secured catch, a fingertip catch, and then you bring it into your body quick enough to where once you hit the ground, you have complete control of it. It was just a really athletic play from a really athletic football player. Well, when I look at it, um, 
we have a lot of talented receivers on this football team, but that play right there, I think Josh Gordon's the only person that makes that yeah. play. With that full extension, just his size, uh, the body control, as you mentioned, the long arms, and he was striding too. He was he was hustling now. You know what I mean? So it was, yeah, that other than, like you said, other than Lockett's toe tap and then the other diving catch I think he had against the Ravens, yeah. that that's probably the best catch we've seen all season. Yeah, best catch we've seen all season. And he makes it look easy. Then he gets up like nothing. Like no celebration. Yeah, I've been there before. Oh, yeah, man. Come, come on, on, man. man look, 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 at my, look at my history, man. I do this. Oh, uh, what's the next play? No. <laughs> <laughs> He's been in there, but the rest of the receivers, all right? So you mentioned Josh Gordon. What else do you see from those guys? We got DK had two catches for 36 yards, one 19-yard touchdown, was, which was great because I think what he needs to improve on is just attacking the football in the air and how to attack it meaning hand selection. How are my hands going to be when I catch this football? And as the season's gone along, you've seen him get more and more comfortable making those big big plays, especially over the top. Um, Malik Turner had three catches for 26 yards, which I was happy to see because he did have a drop against the Rams. Mm-hmm. I asked Pete, do you even bring that up? He goes, no, nah, we knew he'd be all right. Um, but as a receiver, I feel for him. So yeah. to see him come back and have three catches, awesome. Jacob Hollister, three catches for 23. He also had a drop. Came back, three catches. Awesome. Both of these guys had three targets, three catches after having drops the previous week. Mm-hmm. That means their mental toughness is crazy. CJ Procise had a catch for 10 yards. JB, our boy JB, had a go. catch for nine. Chris Carson had one catch for four. And George Fant almost had a touchdown. He caught that ball now. He caught the ball. Hey. That was the second. That might be the number four touchdown. You're right. Catch you are right. On that list because that was not an easy football to catch. When he went on his route, I go, oh, is that George? fan I'm like he's running a deep route and oh my goodness he just you know maybe he's getting the receivers a little bit more to work on getting those big feet in the end zone yep. it's a lot different now but that for him a guy that size moving that way to get his hands on the ball underneath the football it was great to see so doesn't count in the stat book but it counts for the rest of us because we all saw it yeah he needs to put that on his highlight tape and show mm-hmm. his kids all right the best thing we learned from this game the Seahawks finished a regular season with a 7-1 record on the road which is the best in franchise history Again, 7-1 and one on the road. It's very tough to do. All the East Coast games that they have, um, they, take care, they take care of the road. Now, if they take care of home, they're going to set themselves up for a great offseason. The Seahawks got the passing offense back on track, and Tyler Lockett was a big part of that. Again, if he's not balling, if he's not healthy, if he's not explosive, this passing game is going to struggle a bit. Last but not least, first place in the NFC West with two games to go. You guys saw the Niners lose last play to the Falcons. You saw the Rams get beat up by the Cowboys. The Hawks took care of business. They have clinched a playoff spot. Now it's about getting that division. If they take care of business next two weeks, they should be able to do that. Again, thanks for listening. It's been real. I'm your host, Michael Bumpus, along with my boy, my dog, Nasa Chobi. We will see you next time. <laughs>